Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK awaits the Nashville Predators for Saturday's matinee at the Fortress. Don't look now, Chris, but the Kings are just two points behind the VGK. We have our VGK Preds predictions, and it's our final What the Friday of the Year, WTF. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. You could find us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knight. So, Chris, we have VGK entering this New Year's Day matinee coming up tomorrow against the Predators, only two points ahead of the Kings, who won last night in Denver. And uh, the Kings snapping a nine-game win streak uh, for the Avalanche, their first win there. Since 2018, Adrian Kempe had the winning goal. Five to four was the final. So what's favorable for the VGK coming into the game on Saturday? They host a 500 Nashville team, first of all. And then Nashville, you guessed it, they will be coming in on the tail end of a back-to-back. So they play a 2 o'clock game uh, on Friday uh, against the Ducks in Anaheim, then to Vegas with all the revelers and all the hoopla here. And then they play at two o'clock on Saturday against the VGK. This league is absolutely stinking rigged. I wish, uh, I wish we were getting more favorable results then hopefully uh, we can wipe the floor in Nashville and uh, have a party tomorrow at T-Mobile. I'm going to start my WTF early WTF. Where did the year go? Where did the year go? So, so fast, so fast, so fast. Um, so yeah, Nashville comes in tomorrow for the noon Year's Eve matinee, as the VGK are calling it. Always a fun game. Uh, this was one of the first real big party games I recall as a VGK fan going back to season one when um, someone got, I think it was the first hat trick in VGK history. Do you recall? Can you tell me, Tony? That was, Look at that look. He that might have been Mild Bill. Mild he knows. Bill. He knows. He knows. So yeah, I mean, just one of those games where the atmosphere is always a little bit different. I mean, listen, you're on this trip on on New Year's Eve at noon. VGK will throw a nice party with uh, whatever they decide to do with their um, incredible entertainment team, and it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but there is going to be some business to tend to, and we should have an idea today because the team should be practicing today. I mean, they better be practicing today. We should have an idea of what tomorrow may look like. Uh, if we can get March or so and or Riley Smith or and or excuse me, uh, Jack Eichel on the ice. And, you know, hopefully we're going to get Shay Theodore out there, at least maybe like a non-contact jersey so we can see some some light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, whatever's up with Paul Cotter as well. You were talking about the injuries yesterday. Um, Nashville's a 500 team, like you said, scrolling up and down their their lineup. Matt Deshane, 26 points. Philip Forsberg, 26 points. Mikhail Granlin sitting around 20. Uh, Roman Yossi, their captain, their defenseman that puts up 80, 90 points a year right now. Uh, he's got 26 points, so he's actually a little behind the eight ball. 
Um, Saros, their goal, their their starting goaltender, he's eleven and ten with a two eight two. Kevin Lankin, and I think it's a Blackhawks draft pick actually, uh, three and four with a two six four. Um, who went last night, Tony? Did you did you look or no for Nashville? Uh, oh, I didn't see. I saw the the final score. Did not look at the box, but yeah. Okay, uh, we'll the, check that again, at some points. A team that's 500, uh, 14, 14, and five, uh, two and eight, I think, in their last 10. And they've lost eight games by by one goal. So, I mean, they've been in every game, but who knows what that means. And uh, currently I saw they're about seven points out of a playoff spot. And uh, they've scored no more than four goals in a game since – I think maybe once since November the 17th. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not a favorable situation, but under, under, fav- under, yeah. Favorable well, under. But again, under with what defense are, are, are the VGK going to have? I mean, you know, we haven't heard anything about Alec Martinez. We should get um, a glimpse. I'll say a glimpse. You know, I mean, listen, there's basically three things that Cassidy's going to say day to day, week to week, month to month. We hope it's day to day. Um, I mean, crap, week to week means month to month lately, right? Shea Theodore, uh, I think he's going on three weeks right now from that uh, Flyers game when he got that injury. And, you know, Paul Cotter's the mystery, of course. But um, uh, VGK finds a way of making these um, mediocre teams look good, right, Tony? Especially when they come to T-Mobile. So, you know, again, ugly. It's going to be ugly games for a while, folks. And I think we as fans need to understand that these are going to be choppy games. They're not going to be pretty games. You know, we have a very, all of a sudden, a very young defensive core while we await Theodore and White Cloud and now Martinez to return. So you're going to get Miramanov, who, how many times has Cassidy said in a presser, he handles the puck well, he shoots well, he has an NHL shot. We'll teach him how to play defense. Well, you're not going to teach anyone that overnights. Ben Hutton isn't exactly, um, you know, a world beater on the defensive side by any means. And you got Braden Pahal out there. And I mean, Keaton Korzak might all of a sudden get a call up pretty soon. I mean, it's, you know, so it's tough times. I think we as VGK fans need to be a little bit patient right now. And um, listen, a 5-4 shootout victory is just as good as a 2-1 to victory. Technically, there's some tiebreakers at play if it's within the conference. But for lack of a better term, two points is two points is two points right now. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay, you talked about Marimanov. He's had a couple of crucial turnovers the last two games. No okay? doubt. No doubt. And they've led to goals directly. And so he just needs to right the ship with that part of his game. Obviously, he's younger, not as experienced and what have you, but doesn't take much experience to clear the puck. And then Martinez. I'm kind of torn. I'm torn on Martinez and his absence because he does block a ton of shots, leads the NHL by far, block shots. Yes, that aspect of his game. But he has nothing offensively to offer, and he appears to have lost a step defensively. And so I don't know. I'd much rather have, you know, Shea Theodore. I mean, if you had an option, I would much rather have those offensive defensemen back in the lineup before I would have a Martinez back. And I know he brings experience and all that. And let's I'm, see how many goals we give up lost. these next couple of games, Tony. Let's see how yeah, many goals let, we give up these well, next couple see. of games. Let's see. He does get in the lanes and he does clock things up and he does block shots, but he's also been uh, slow in getting back in transition at times. We've seen that as well this season. He's been unnoticeable. Uh, he There's been a lot of games where he's been unnoticeable, but not for the right reasons. Like you can have a good game and be unnoticeable. Riley Smith fits that mold a lot when he's not scoring. Mark Stone fits that mold a lot. 
you know, just not noticeable, but Alec Martinez, you know, yeah, I think it's going to be, become a little more noticeable. Philip Forsberg, uh, not the type of season. He had a career year last year. They signed him to a long-term deal. Where have we seen that before? Yeah, we see this. So, especially in hockey, why is that in hockey where they play well in a contract year, one hit wonders, they come back. Well, I mean, Forsberg, okay, he's got 10 goals, 16 assists. He's got 26 points. What a, All right, Tony, the, the one hit – hold on. We're, we're going off the rails. You ready? The one hit O'Neaters. O'Neaters. You know, the Ring of Bell, the movie? No? No. Tom Hakes, that thing you do, the O'Neaters? Oh. So there's a connection coming. There's a VGK <laughs> connection coming. You ready for this? Okay. I'm not big I don't know the actor's name, but okay. the actor – that he plays like I don't know, like one of the like a Frank Sinatra type. He just has a short moments in the movie, and where he introduces the Wonders when they're playing at some festival in Wisconsin or something like that. That is the same actor that does the intro in the VGK games right now with uh, Lee, our, our Golden Knight, who's telling him where that little triangular cube thing is that he has to go in the desert and find it. It's the same actor. He's also been in Rock of Ages out here, my favorite show in the world. So, see, Tony, I I, I come with knowledge. You, me. you got me. You got me knowledge. good there. Uh, but you're not going to beat this one. Oh, Jesus. It's the Cody Glass revenge game tonight. Absolutely. I mean, tomorrow. Absolutely. 23 games, uh, eight points, I think, two goals for him. Someone said, and I haven't followed him too closely, but I think he's got like four points in three games as well. So that's certainly a, a welcome sight. Let's see. Jonathan Soch. Is that the guy's name? Okay. That's the guy. That, that's the actor's name. Jonathan Soch. I actually, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's Robert Torty. Robert Torty. That's the guy's name right here. There you go. Robert Such Torty. Such a big movie guy. Yeah, I know that guy. I love that thing you do. That, that's that, that's a great, that, that's one of my favorite movies in the world. But Cody Glass, um, you know, he had a almost a point per game season at the AHL level with the Milwaukee Admirals. So VGK trades him away. And we've seen this dance with Cody Glass, unfortunately to him. So he was, he I think he started up on line one or line two in season two with the VGK. Gets a goal early, I believe, to kind of get him on the right track. But then he suffers a pretty long-term injury. The news on him in season three, and I hope I'm getting my numbers right here, was in the offseason, he actually put on some weights, but it was muscle. It was to get bigger. So he put on like 10, 12, 15 pounds, basically of pure muscle. But he couldn't get his game going. I don't know if it messed with his coordination. Like, I don't know what that does to someone when you do it that quickly and how it changes you know, your, your body and how your body reacts to things. But couldn't get it going. He bounced around that season with Henderson, and with the VGK, and it felt like when he went, whenever he went down to Henderson, he excelled and almost seemed like there were games he was above the AHL level. But then he came to VGK and he couldn't take take it from one level to the other. So he just do, he's doing the same thing now with the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Admirals and now the Nashville Predators, where again a great season last year. I think it was sixty points or something like that. And but now only eight points in the first twenty uh, something, whatever the number is. Uh, for the Preds. So hopefully he gets it going. Nothing but good things to say about the guy. I, I have some financial interest in some of his cards sitting around here. So uh, hopefully uh, he can turn it on for me to be selfish. Yeah. We don't know who's going to be in uh, in net for Nashville. Uh, UC Saros is just 11, 10 and five, 2.82 goals against per, uh, per game average. Uh, Lincoln, and you mentioned um, he lost to Edmonton and gave up five goals on December 13th. Hey, I remember, think back, let's go to the way back machine last season. 
I thought it was a semi-historic game here in Las Vegas. BGK wins that game, remember, Chris, 6-1. to one. But it was the return of the Donoff after the failed trade. Oh, God. Right? Oh, the, yeah. So that was his first time back on the ice. Brett Howden gets carried off in a stretcher. Remember that? Um, after the Forsberg awkward hit, he didn't really mean to smash him into the boards. It wasn't intentional. Just the way that he crumbled into the boards was awkward. And it was right, Nolan no. Patrick's last game as well. <laughs> um, so I, I was I was a little bit confused earlier. Nashville, their back-to-back is today and tomorrow. So we won't know based on said. when Nashville plays today what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I was saying who played last night, but I got you. So correction before I get yelled at. No, no, no. You're not going to get yelled at. But we are going to have our predictions. We're going to get there. Uh, we've got what the Friday coming up ahead. And it's all ahead right here. We'll be back in a moment right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. We want to tell you a uh, special word from our good friends at NTHSA. So you're hanging out with friends, right? And you're putting back a few drinks. And a few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, the people start to head out. They start to ask Hey, are you going to call for a ride or what? Now, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's really no big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic. They're often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop anyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why... Police officers are out there right now. They are looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. If you think it's okay to drive after a few drinks, please think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Collick here in Las Vegas, and we appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And you could find us on our YouTube channel, which is Locked on Golden Knights. We talked uh, before that break, Chris, about the goaltending for Nashville. So now what becomes of Aiden Hill? And LT, uh, does he go on Saturday? Uh, it would be his second start in five days, but it would be his third game. His third game in five days because he pretty much played a full game in Anaheim because he came in about, I think seven minutes to go in the first period played OT and a shootout as well. Not a shutout, a shootout. Uh, so, so LT. I couldn't hear you with the bag over my head yesterday. <laughs> L, <laughs> LT or Aiden Hill. How are they going to play this one out? Oh, I think it's going to be, I mean, uh, the it's the starters net. I think it's going to be LT. I mean, so many minutes again, we mentioned, uh, how many minutes uh, the goalie's been playing and back to back, how many minutes the VGK leaders, if you will, played in these last two back-to-back games. And they're le- and this has been talked about in the pressers before today about how hard Cassidy is leaning on our leaders. And we did see a burnout. We're kind of repeating a segment now, but we did see a burnout at the end of last Last year for the players that were healthy, not even talking about Mark Stone, who was nowhere near full health, but the players that were healthy all season were just so tired. And 
you know, now comes the, the, the New Year's Eve, the New Year's turn, and, you know, they got to find a way to balance this out a little bit. And I think you need to put a little more trust, if you will, into that third line. I mean, I know you shorten the bench. I know you got to find a way to, to win games and get these points. And, you know, now it's like when the team was healthy, it was about bagging points because you knew there was going to be some troubled waters. It's just naturally how it goes. Now it's about salvaging points. I'm not saying, you know, you got to salvage points against a team like Anaheim. That was just a weird game, but it's about salvaging points right now and doing what it takes. So there's that balance of, you know, going all in with four minutes left in the second period when you're down two goals, when you need it the most versus just keeping your four line rotation going, hoping you get a greasy one from line four, hoping line three gets you some of that momentum. So, you know, we're at that at that stage where Cassidy has to balance development versus doing whatever can be done to get a win. And what is the short and long-term cost of, you know, putting these vets under these big minutes. I mean, Petrangelo, how, how does he, how does he stand up after a game? Like I was watching him. He was actually one of the people in the presser after the Anaheim game. He's up there. Fine. Like, like, you know, like just had light, light workouts. So, I mean, the dude's a beast. And again, I went through this uh, this Blackhawks fan for a long time. Duncan Keith played very similar minute loads, but the difference is Duncan Keith was a little bit of a smaller body. He would drop like 8, 10, 12, 15 pounds of body weight throughout the season, and they would have to shut him down a little bit. You know, IVs after the game and just stuff to get him, get his hydration back. And, you know, you wonder at some point if this is going to happen to some of these other, other players, and you hope not. And, you know, you hope long-term things go well because – this is not a grind right now. This is the regular season. Sure, there's some games that are close together. We we laugh at the travel days and, and the comments that get made about it, but playoffs are a different animal. It's a much different animal. And frankly, with the way things are going right now, this team is not capable of a deep playoff run with the minute loads some of our stars are getting. That's obviously due to lack of players and health and things like that, though. And with Petrangelo, the odd thing is that you never see him breathing heavy even when he's on the ice for extended periods of time, he is really well conditioned. I, I want to talk about LT. Uh, did you catch any of those clips online? So he's very good in the shootouts on the ice, but when they have those shootout basketball style shootouts uh, during uh, the breaks at basketball games, LT is not very good. So he was at the ignite game, the Vegas uh, G league ignite game last night. And they brought him out on the court at halftime or one of those breaks. And you have to make the free throw, the layup, and the three-pointer. He was the one that did all this? Free throw. As he twisted Underhanded. Un- underhanded. He glanced the iron. Everything else, air balls. Like, absolutely. I, I thought he was a better athlete than that. I was really disappointed. I, I mean, wonder if that was like even, a bet or something. You wonder if it was like a shame. I wonder if he like lost a bet on the plane shoot? or something like that. He, and... I thought it was Rick Barry for a moment. He's shooting underhand at the free throw line. So in any event. Who was it in the, what was the movie with Gene Hackman? No, whatever. Okay, go ahead. You're good at movies. I am absolutely not. You could tell where my world is. It's all sports and what have you. And I'm not even good at that at times. Low scoring affair is what I'm expecting in the game. On Saturday, I really am. And why are they having this game? I mean, right now, the strip is an absolute madhouse. Do you have any hacks on where to park and what people should do and how they're going to navigate around the strip, even for a nooner on Saturday? So, if you want to avoid, so 
I mean, the easiest thing to do, depending on if you, so if you have the MGM elevated credit card that gives you the, the their Pearl status, the problem is they don't let you park in New York, New York anymore for free. Uh, you have to pay for it or you have to go to Excalibur or Aria or something like that. Because it's so nice to get off on that um, on the Frank Sinatra exit right when you pass Tropicana and just go right up. But you can still do that for Aria. The only problem is getting out of Aria after the game is kind of a pain. Um, Excalibur, it's a little bit of a walk, but it's not that bad of a walk. Oh, it's going to be a little chilly, maybe rainy tomorrow. But Excalibur gets you out the quickest, and you can either jump on the back, Frank Sinatra, you can go left or right. Although I think the the loop is still messed up, right, by Russell down there, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my so goodness. you might have to go out, like, you know, go through the tunnel or take Las Vegas Boulevard when you leave. Um I mean, listen, if you really want to dummy this thing down a little bit and avoid a lot of things and pay real cheap, park at Sahara, jump on the monorail to MGM. Locals ride the monorail for a buck. Locals ride the monorail for a buck. Jump, park at Sahara, take uh, the the six-minute ride or eight-minute ride, whatever it is, get off at MGM. It's a little bit of a walk from MGM to to T-Mobile. It doesn't seem like because it's right across the street, but you're going from basically the back of the MGM to the back of the New York, New York land over there. But it's worth it. If you really want to just avoid the stress, depending on where you're coming from and everything, um, we'll probably park either Aria or Excalibur tomorrow and just, just deal with it. Um, one thing uh, we mentioned uh, stuff about new year's Eve and things like that. And obviously our last read um, RTC is free this weekend for, or uh, free on new year's Eve folks. So, you know, take advantage. If you know, you're going to be out having, um, having some spirits, sipping on some of that gold bar that's right back there stuff is so good but if you're gonna be hitting a little bit too much of that you know take advantage of the rtc call a friend do something yeah for sure and i always remind people these holiday weekends if you get arrested say it's friday you might not see a judge until next wednesday because they're on break yeah and i I, i've had it happen to people i know in nightlife and it's miserable and they'll never i think they learned a huge and valuable lesson and hopefully it doesn't take a lesson to keep you off the roadways driving drunk this holiday weekend. Usually does, unfortunately, Tony. Call it what it is. I want to ask you a question about VGK. Who is going to score? And they had 50 shots plus on goal in Anaheim. And Mark Stone was, hey, we should get more than two goals out of that many shots on net. So who is going to score against Nashville on Saturday? Mark Stone. Mark Stone, he's... Is that one of your picks? Yeah, sure. I mean, if it's not going to be one of yours, I guess we'll jump into that. But um, Mark Stone, you can definitely see he is putting the team on his back right now. And not a bad joke because of his back situation, but he is putting the team on his back. He has been, I think you asked me a couple times, Tony, you've texted me like when when I've been at games and stuff like that. How does Mark Stone look? And I would say in the late October, early November, I said tight, slow, you know, looks like he's laboring a little bit, but he's getting through it. Now my answer is confidence. He is making moves at the blue line right now where he's trying to beat players one-on-one and they're quick cuts that he's doing right now. And I think they're things that you don't expect that, that the, the defenseman or whoever the, the forward is at the blue line guarding him don't expect to see, but stone, he looks good. He's finishing right now and he's doing his best Jack Eichel impression, if you will, to take over games. And, you know, he's the captain, he's owning the situation and, and he's saying, hey, follow me, guys. I got this. Let's let's get there. And, you know, he's the leader vocally. And uh, right now, the on-the-ice leader, especially with uh, March or so down as well. Oh, you know where else you could park? Okay, another little hack here. 
You could park at Crystal's at Aria. It's free valet parking, and you just have to tip them. So you want to save 20 bucks or so? So when I used to or give them 20, no, that's a good save one. Some money. And then you, yeah. t- and then you jump on, you jump in at the monorail inside crystals and you take that down to park MGM and you're inside the whole time. Um, and that's free. Um, so when I was working at planet Hollywood in particular on new year's Eve, when I was working swing shifts, a nightmare, obviously. And I feel for all my industry friends who are working on New Year's Eve, it's always such a pain. And Super oh, Bowl man. is a tough weekend. And F1 next year, dear God, I thoughts and prayers is all I can say about that. But I would actually use the North Valet at City Center on the Harmon side right there. Same deal, 10, 15, 20 bucks each way. And then you walk right through City Center right out to Planet Hollywood. And the best thing about it, my shift ends at 1 a.m. So that's not an easy time to navigate the strip. You got to walk across the the poop show of uh, everyone just absolutely inebriated beyond belief and passed out on the strip. And then getting away from the strip at that time of night is an absolute, it's terrible. But when you're already on the Harmon side, you know, basically crossing that bridge over 15, you get right out and just go straight west. So that's, uh, it's not too bad if you can pull that off, if that's still a thing. I mean, obviously valet and all that's changed a little bit, you know, post COVID, unfortunately. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Let's get to our locks of the day. They're not going to be, they still are the night because we have to tie in the term night. Locks of the night uh, coming up on Saturday. Not night and day. game prediction. Uh, all right, so I'll start with Stone because I've already uh, made my claim to Stone. We can't keep talking. We can't keep taking the obvious chalk, though. Can't take the obvious chalk. You've done Wa a couple times. I've done Amadio a couple times. Oh, Miramanov. Let's go Miramanov. Let's go Miramanov. And I'm going to go back to the Wa well. Because it's been, I think, about 10 or 11 games since he scored a goal. It has. And he's come really close the last couple of games. And I'm going to go with Jonathan Marsh. So he'll be back. Marsh Salt. And I'm going to Who's your backup if Marsh isn't there? Who's your backup? He's going to go. He's got to go. Okay. Yeah. The lock of the night is Marsh So's back tomorrow, folks. (laughs) He's got to be back. You got to have someone come back. What are they doing? What are they waiting for? Like I don't know. Okay, come on, let's get going, guys. So and, you said you think a low-scoring game. What's your number? Low-scoring, three-two, three-two. Because I don't VGK think VGK or Nashville, Tony. I'm going to go with VGK again. <laughs> it's so stinking rigged that you have a team playing at two o'clock on Friday, and then coming to Las Vegas with all the revelers. That is really weird. Show, that is, and then they back-to-back back matinees. That's and I, it just bothers me. I know WTFs. It just bothers me. Like to no end in that VGK plays these teams and back to backs on they're coming in all the time on the tail end. And let's it's, hope that Nashville doesn't have a Southwest flight today. That's all I think. <laughs> Jesus. It's it, it's rough. It, it really is rough right now. And you know, I it's hard to I, I don't get it. I don't get two matinee back to backs. I don't understand why there wasn't a better spot that this, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this like I gotta think there's some meddling and political stuff that happens in the nhl there's when these no schedules doubt. come out there's no um, doubt i'm five i'm five four vgk i think mark stone uh has a three-point game or better coming up next it's the finale of what the friday for this year it's hard to believe you're right that this year is done stay with us we'll be back with more right after this on locked on golden knights 
Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Please find us and subscribe on our YouTube channel, Lockdown Golden Knights. You can find us on Twitter as well at Lockdown VGK, which on game days is a lot of fun and some great comedy, especially from Chris, who's typically at the game. So you're going to the game, right, on Saturday? Yep. What other yeah, me and my... plans? Where do you ring in the new year? People want to know. What am, what, what am I, how are we ringing the new year at the Golic House? Is that what you're asking me? Where? It'll be at the Golic House. Oh, yeah, it'll be at the house. Yeah, we always uh, celebrate the, the ball drop on the East Coast just because our kids are seven and eight years old. They don't, we don't keep them up much after that. We try not to, at least. So we'll watch that. We usually, uh, and again, no political stuff. We just enjoy watching the, the CNN broadcast with Anderson Cooper. We always think he's kind of goofy and funny and all that. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of becoming our little fun tradition. Um, you know, kids will have a little milk and maybe a little bit of bubbly for mommy and daddy. And, uh, you know, and then uh, we'll see what happens. They might all, I might actually start working after they all go to bed tomorrow night. I don't know that, or we'll go to bed early and uh, at midnight we'll be woken up when all the fireworks go off and not from the strip, but just all, all around here. What do you, what are you doing, Tony? What, what club are you sneaking into tomorrow night? I, I am still working on where I'm, I might go. I like live music on new year's Eve. So I'm trying to go to one of the shows through one of my entertainment bros so i'm trying There's some to... good stuff oh go see tenacious d go, go go get a get into that one at virgin that would be that actually be a lot of fun that would be a that ton would of be fun. that would be fun uh best one i've seen of late was the foo fighters pre uh pandemic that was at, at cosmo, at cosmo. Uh, last yeah. couple years ago yep yeah and that was right before the pandemic and then last year i just kind of pooped out you know us entrepreneurs we are always working so I, I do. I, I cannot and just real fast before we'll get back on it. Like I was talking yet, yet yesterday, pardon me. Um, ever since I've been in business for myself, there's less time in the day. There is so much less time in the day. It's ridiculous. It's not as Amen. easy as not as easy as it looks, friends. I promise. I know. And everyone is asking me, you own your own business. You must have a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what the Friday? I'll start things off. So I tweeted out yesterday, Bill Foley has already done more interviews with Bournemouth that was than, he has, than he has in the last six years in Las Vegas, WTF. I mean, he was doing the media tour. He's never done that here in Vegas. Even when the captain of the ship was here in Las Vegas getting things started, and he said that he's going to be uh, adding um, at least one more edition when they have the transfer period coming up with the Cherries. So that's a time where you could get players and Free agency, I guess, is basically the way that we look at it. And he said that this will become a worldwide club. And he also said that they're going to uh, be able to um, have new additions. A new stadium is probably on the docket, the new training center, because they can't refurbish the existing one, uh, which is just in uh, in a neighborhood. Another thing that stood out, fully said that he's not going to be everyone's friend. Like, you don't have to play that hardball with people. Come on, man. You're coming in. But the one cool thing, and I know you're a big movie fan. You are the cinematic expert of the show. Michael B. Jordan will be doing skits. He made sure to, to point this out, a couple of interviews. He'll be doing skits there in the U.K., a la Lil John. WTF. I just got to get out of that one. Yeah, I'll captain start the, the way. Ship, uh... The captain of the ship. I'm a dictator. Yeah, I, I don't. No friends. Like, I'm not just, everyone's friend. Just why? I don't know. Like, like it doesn't doesn't need to be said, but I get it. Um, 
All right, I'll start with the way we started on Monday or Tuesday because we took Monday off, I believe, with uh, my son, Christopher. So we're walking through Mandalay Bay before the game <laughs> on Friday. My son takes uh, – and again, I didn't catch the time. He just says, take a picture of me. And he's got this weird look on his face with his, like, thumb, like, kind of pointing in, or thumbs down. He's got his tongue sticking out. And I catch the picture, and then he looks at it. I see he's right in front of the House of Blues. VGK is playing the blues. He was obviously making a reference for the opponent. So I tweet it to VGK, the, whatever the hashtag is, uh, golden age, the golden age. There we go. And it, they put it on the jumbotron twice before warmup starts, but they cropped out house of blues. So it was kind of an awkward picture of my kid's tongue sticking out and thumbs going whichever way. It made him look kind of like a goofball. He's a, he doesn't need any help with like a goofball. He is a goofball, but you know, like, come on, VGK. Like, if you're going to take it, don't crop the blankety-blank picture. So, WTF, VGK for uh, – WTF, VGK. Let's just go there. There you go. Okay, on Bournemouth, the one more uh, item I've got here. Who has a more difficult time scoring at even strength? Oh Gary O'Neill with his 4-4-2 alignment or Bruce Cassidy's 1-3-1? WTF. Okay, I'm going to get into uh, digital signage, digital signage. Okay, so Gary Bettman says that the digital signage that they currently have oh, now, it's very successful. A big deal about this, but go ahead. Well, he said the fans in the league are happy with it. And I hope that VGK is giving what they call in the business make goods to a lot of their previous sponsors. Because if, say you're a casino, right, Chris, and you have the permanent signage there, you get the exposure of that permanent signage all the time, especially if you have it in that neutral zone or at center ice. And now what they're doing, because I think of, of this in marketing terms, and now what they do is they plop in some digital signage during the course of the game. And, of course, don't ask me why, don't ask me how I find uh, the Olympic skater, Christy Yamaguchi's tweet. I saw that. <laughs> she says <laughs> she says that. Uh, those boards are so distracting. Uh, she said they're constantly changing and moving during games, especially on TV. She said it's hard to keep track of the puck. And I think she's got a valid point. And she says uh, this does not help your sport. That's what she said to the NHL. Um, at least freeze those boards when play is in the offensive zone. I've got to agree with her there. WTF digital boards. Okay, that's fair. All right, so – Henderson Silver Knights. This is one that just bothered me for a while here. So brand new arena, right? They are claiming there are approximately 44, 4,500 people per game going up per the AHL website. That is as far as their average attendance. That ranks some middle of the pack from total attendance, but the occupancy, I don't know what their occupancy percentage is in comparison to other teams. So smaller arena. So like the Chicago Wolves get 8,000 a game. You can't fit 8,000 people in the dollar loan center. But my point is, in my opinion, HSK is doing a lot of things wrong with their in-game entertainments. Sure, the team isn't winning. I'll, where I'm, what I'm saying is, folks, if you go to a game, there's not going to be 4,000 people there. I don't care what night it is. There might be. 2,500, maybe 3,000 at the most. The arena is half full or less every single game right now. You can get tickets for free or for 10, 11 bucks on the Access app for any Silver Knights game you want to go to. So Henderson Silver Knights, there's a lot of things that are being done wrong from in-game entertainment. I love the town crier, but he does not need to be the focal points 
of, I, I said town crier, Tony looked up. Um, he does not need to be the focal point of the intro. You have Lady Elaine, who is awesome. I think her, her character is great, but she just kind of walks around and you don't see her doing a whole lot during the games. You compare it to the Golden Knight with what, with what Lee does, Lee Orchard, and he's out there crowd, you know, hyping, banging the, banging the shield, just getting, getting the place going. And the uh, Henderson Silver Knights game is not what it should be, in my opinion. It's entertainment. It's geared towards children. It's you want to bring the kids back. You have this amazing, epic entertainment thing that happens at the Golden Knight games that does not happen at a Silver Knights game, unfortunately. They do the nighttime thing and all that and mount up. But, you know, put a helmet out there, do something cool with the ice. There's so much more that Henderson needs to be doing. And I'm not going to buy the excuse of people aren't going because the team isn't playing well. I'm not going to buy that they don't want to drive down to drive down to the Dollar Loan Center because it's in a very, you know, area with a lot of houses around. There's a lot of people in this area that don't want to drive the T-Mobile that would love to be entertained at a professional level hockey game. And the Silver Knights are doing a lot of things wrong, I think. So WTF Silver Knights, get it together because... The city needs it. It's an amazing venue. And, you know, there's so much more potential that needs to be unlocked uh, at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson for the Silver Knights. At LV Pro Sports, Colasar, that's it. That's the tweet. WTF on that one. Leave Coley alone. Stop it. Okay, Tim Stop Ward. It. WTF was that road trip. The Kings are a decent team, and that could have gone either way. But the Ducks in the hard for Bedard campaign taking a break to essentially stonewall VGK. Let's hope that was a holiday break hangover and not indicative of what's to come. Mm-hmm. All right, that's my old man yawn for this morning right now. It's, it's early. I'm not as awake as I thought I was. We should have, I should have slept in our 10 minutes, Tony. I I, I got nothing else. So you you, you keep cranking oh, no, on. You keep, I'll keep cranking going. On. I'll keep going. No, no words on too much eggnog there for the VGK uh, going into that holiday break. And they set themselves up for failure, for failure. When as soon as I heard Martinez say, oh, we have to play the schedule that's in front of us. Yeah. You have a back to back in Southern California. Crying out loud. If you can't handle that, grow up. WTF. As a professional athlete. Right. Seriously. Uh, you know, and I said uh, yesterday as well, I was saying, hey, when are they going? Why not announce next year's outdoor game? between VGK and Seattle. We know it's going to happen. It's going to be in Seattle. Give us a date. Can we get a date so people can make plans so the Gallic family can get there? Yeah, New Year's Day. Reunion? That's the date, Tony. <laughs> oh, it's my all, goodness. It's always the date. Oh, boy. it's I, I'm going to have a good time this weekend, that's for sure, because uh, WTF, I'm covering the Raiders game on, <laughs> on uh, New Year's Day with a bunch of hungover people. That's all, that's all I can say. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Chris, that's going to wrap up our year. We'll see everyone next year. You can always say that. It's the corniest thing you could possibly say. See you all next year. But, Chris, I appreciate you. Cheerio. Thank you so much. And uh, let's keep doing what we do. And even yeah, better. definitely. And we'll see you back here. Everyone, Happy New Year from the Cardasco family. Me and uh, this. And from the Gallics and everyone else. No scarf. Happy no New scarf. Year. We'll see you happy again. Happy New Year. Thank Monday. you, everybody. Thanks again for Chris Gallick, Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. And we'll see you next time right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.